Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, otherwise known as the Green Bean Casserole of Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host today. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us. With me, um, I think for the first time that I'm hosting with the Executive Director of Content for Eat, Sleep, Fantasy, Austin. What's up, man? Thanks for joining me. Hey, Dale. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, that did not sound like you were very excited, to be honest. No, dude, I am stoked. You don't understand, man. <laughs> hey, I want to be the green bean casserole of Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yes, because, you know, it. I think that's like an overlooked dish. Like, it's probably like a top five side dish in Thanksgiving dinner. And um, it doesn't really matter where you're from. I think there's always some sort of green bean casserole at the table. There At least there should be. And uh, just like, you know, our podcast, you should at least... Maybe you listen to other podcasts, but we should at least be on the table is what I'm asking for. Yeah, I'm all about the crunchy onions, though. Yeah, yeah, they put the crunchy onions on top. I mean, it's really, really bad for you, I think, because it has all the cream and everything, but at least it has green beans, so you think you're doing a little bit better than you are. Uh, Austin, today we are talking about uh, some matchups for the Thursday, the uh, the Thanksgiving Day um, I was going to say dinner, Thanksgiving Day matchups, some good stuff coming along. I just kind of wanted to preview those um, those games. I think there's three games on the slate for Thursday, starting at 12 Eastern, 1230 Eastern. Uh, later in the episode as well, we're going to take some questions from our Eat Nation private group on Facebook. Guys, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to cap the number. Uh, we're at like 150 now. I think I'm going to cap it at 200. So if you haven't signed up for the Eat Nation private group on Facebook, Look for it. If you can't find it, email me and ask me where to find it. Um, but I think I'm going to cap it when we get to 200, at least for a little bit, to kind of like settle in and, you know, call this group the ESF 200 and uh, just have the the first 200 people on this private group. It's going to expand. It's going to grow really quick. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's a lot of fun. We talk everything, you know, from fantasy football, obviously. People talk to each other about, you know, who to start and all that stuff. I chime in. Christian does too. And then on top of all that, uh, you know, we go into some hot dog talk. Uh, you know, today we ranked our um, top five comedians, stuff like that. So it's a little break from, you know, the normal heavy dosage of football stuff that you see on Facebook. So if you haven't joined, join now because I am capping it at 200 Eat Nation private group. Was that uh, clear enough for you, Austin? Hey, that was great. I just, uh, I'm actually shocked that you're going to cap it. So I'm, uh, I'm glad I'm in there. I think the best, uh, the best topic of the day was hey, everyone ask your mom how much what the setting should be on your microwave if you were to microwave your your 25 pound turkey in a microwave so yeah yeah that was cool everybody kept screenshotting their uh, text messages to their from their mom asking uh you know how to microwave a 25 pound turkey um at, at the end of the episode like i said we're going to take some questions from that private group we had a, we have a few people uh, asking some questions and then i want to get into some of the playoff schedules i have a list here of uh, some players that maybe you should 
look for, look out for, maybe beware of. There's not much you can do at this point. I know a lot of trade deadlines have already passed, but at least be aware of some big-name guys. Every year, there's always a couple of big-name guys that quote-unquote bust in the playoffs. I know Brady has had a couple seasons where he's busted like week 15 or 16 for you. Um, So we're going to go into some of those guys um, later on the episode. FYI, Julio Jones is on that list, but we'll get into that later. That was a tease. That's what we in the radio business, Austin, we call a tease. Yep, exactly. Um, again, if you guys want to get a hold of us on Twitter, at EatSleepFF, Facebook, all the good stuff, you can go to our website, EatSleepFantasy.com. Let's get right into the matchups. Uh, Austin. Austin did a great job again. He's our executive director of content for Eat Sleep Fantasy. So if you ever see him on Twitter or on Facebook, you know who he is. He knows his stuff. Uh, he el- helps us out a shit ton on the podcast. Um, one of the reasons why we are still recording, actually, is because of Austin. So um, let's get right into the games that matter. Let's get into the Minnesota Vikings versus Detroit Lions. On one side of the ball, we have Case Keenum, Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon. We kind of know what Case Keenum is now. He's a 250, 225 to 275 passing yard guy with a couple touchdowns. I'm expecting two touchdowns out of him this week. I don't think that's too crazy. Latavius Murray, I think, is the lead back, if you want to call him that, uh, rushing the ball more than Jarek McKinnon, I think, week to week for the rest of the season. I think he has a decent game. I'm anticipating a touchdown out of Latavius Murray as well. Uh, Jarek McKinnon should be valuable in PPR formats, but uh, his rushing isn't just isn't going to be there. Anything I'm saying here, uh, Austin, that that you don't like so far? No, nope. uh, you okay. guys called Latavius Murray about uh, four four or five weeks ago, and I didn't see it. But uh, I'm definitely glad I gra- listened to y'all and grabbed him back in the day. So yeah, yeah. Latavius Murray just he's just more consistent. Uh, he didn't do much, you know, last year when he was with the the Raiders. He kind of squandered that opportunity. But he's uh, he's showing up for it now. He had a great game last week, and uh, I expect I expect a touchdown out of him against the Lions here. Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. I know Brito and myself have talked about these two guys. Stefan Diggs is more of the boom guy with the long passing plays, and that's just not Case Keenum's game, throwing so many deep balls and having all those points uh, to Diggs. Adam Thielen is definitely forming into a wide receiver one on this team. I anticipate Adam Thielen to uh, to be this wide receiver one for the rest of the year. Stefan Diggs will get his. Case Keenum will take his shots downfield and hook up with Stefan Diggs here and there, but really those are the two only guys you got to talk about. Um, for Minnesota. On the Lions side, it gets a little interesting here. Last last time the Lions played Minnesota, Xavier Rhodes shadowed Marvin Jones. I Marvin Jones didn't do much. I think he had maybe five targets for a couple catches. Didn't do much. It uh, doesn't look like Kenny Galladay is going to play this week. He's still banged up, unfortunately, because I can kind of see this could be a, a nice game for him if he was playing. So that leaves Golden Tate. I think Golden Tate is up for a bigger day than any of the other Lions wide receivers. Golden Tate pretty much gets his gets his week to week anyways. It's is he going to score the touchdown? Is he going to get, you know, that long catch that he can get every couple games? This is a game that he's going to do it. 
uh, I, I fully believe in Golden Tate with maybe seven or eight receptions, actually. A great PPR uh, play this week as well. Matthew Stafford, of course, uh, he's played well as of late. I'm expecting a touchdown and, uh, I don't know, around 250 to 275 yards. Any uh, any thoughts on this Lions-Minnesota game, Austin, that I haven't covered? Um, Yeah, I want to go back to Minnesota for a second, if you don't mind. Um, one guy we forgot to even think about was Kyle Rudolph um, and the Minnesota defense. Uh, my concern, well, the one thing I got to give up to the team is, uh, is a sack ratio. Is There's like no sacks on Case Keenum, if you think of throughout the season they've gotten uh, five sacks all season on case keenum which i think is what really helps them out for uh to to get those passes uh out out to Thielen, Diggs, and rudolph yeah uh, my concern is who's it going to go to sure i mean last last four games kyle rudolph has had seven targets apiece in all last four games before that he had nine targets and nine targets dating back all the way back to week five um Rudolph uh, and and sorry I, I didn't get that, but Rudolph is in line for a pretty decent game. Detroit is one of the bottom uh, teams playing against tight ends. Well, I guess fantasy wise against tight ends, so uh, this game could shape up nicely for Kyle Rudolph as well. Uh, you know, if if he continues to get seven targets here and and five receptions, five or six receptions for sixty yards, you throw in that touchdown, and that's enough to uh, to be a tight end one for the week. And um, yeah, do you disagree so, there? No, not at all. So going on to the Lions side, do you think it's Ebron or Fells that gets the touchdown this week? I do not, um, and I'll tell you why. Actually, uh, let me look up my notes here because I do have a. Yeah, I mean, just looking at, I mean, I don't think Ebron will. I know he's seen a a lot of targets last week against Chicago. I don't think that's going to continue. Ebron only has two touchdowns for the year, and not to mention Minnesota is plays a tight end position pretty well. One of the best in the league, actually. So I don't see much for either tight end. So you think it's no? So you don't think Fell's going to get one either, huh? No, no, I don't. I don't. I think I think it's going to be all Golden Tate this this game. I really, really do. Golden Tate and Theo Riddick. Hmm. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, I guess we can move right on to the Chargers and Cowboys here. On the Chargers side, you know what you have with Phillip Rivers, a couple touchdowns, 200, I don't know, 275 yards at 300 yards passing this game. Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, that continues to be a head-scratcher. We don't really, really know what's going on with either of these guys. I'm going to pencil Melvin Gordon in for like 60 yards this game and a possible touchdown. Austin Eckler, way less than that, um, you know, maybe 20 or 30 yards with a couple of receptions for another 20 or 30 yards. I'm not liking Melvin Gordon at all. I know a lot of people do the rest of the season. Uh, Austin, what are your, what are your thoughts on Melvin Gordon? Or do you have, I any? think he's injured. I think there's something wrong. That's my assumption right now. Just yeah. being a guy who's been watching the games and just trying to figure out what it, what's going on. But uh, I think there's something going on with either the ankle or the foot. They're just not telling us. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a good point. I mean, a lot of times at the end of the season, you hear, oh, Melvin Gordon's getting surgery. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was injured the last six weeks of the season. And, uh, yeah, nobody nobody said anything. So um, I do want to state that uh, Phillip Rivers was in concussion protocol and he's cleared. So he's good if anybody had any thoughts or any um, reservations about that. But, again, Melvin Gordon, 
I just don't know what to do with him. I really Are you worried don't. about him rest of the season then? I am. I am. I mean, he has a decent schedule. Uh, let's see. Cleveland, Washington is week 13, 14 for him in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little nervous. So, so I'm going to I'm going to throw a squirrel in the room. So, sure. trade. So, Austin Eckler, someone offers uh how much are you giving up for Austin Eckler if you're going to if you have Melvin Gordon right now? Well, the thing is, I because I don't believe Melvin Gordon, he's still going to be there. I don't think he's going to totally be out and until he's totally gone, I don't think Austin Eckler holds much value. I mean, if they get close to the goal line, if they get in the red zone and close to the goal line, they're going to lean on Melvin Gordon. And uh, Austin Eckler is going to continue being who he is. Like I said, a few reception guy, 20, 30 yards, a few receiving, or I'm mean, sorry, a few rushing yards, <laughs> and that's it. So I'm yeah, not. So thir- I'm, Thursday night's over, right? Game's over. Melvin Gordon has 30 yards. Austin Eckler has two touchdowns, one receiving, <laughs> one rushing in. How freaked out is Armando going to be? Yeah, yeah, because he's a huge Melvin Gordon lover. Yeah, good question. Um, I don't think he'll ever admit that he's nervous about Melvin Gordon. He's just going to keep saying, oh, he's saving it for the playoffs. He's saving it for the playoffs. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I It, it doesn't sit well with me. I'm, I get, I'm getting nervous for him. I, you get nervous for Melvin Gordon anyways because he's not a big yards per carry guy. And if he doesn't get the opportunity, he's not going to get the fantasy points. And the more Eckler takes away, the less effective Melvin Gordon's going to be. If he doesn't score a touchdown this game, you're going to look at a single single digit fantasy game for Melvin Gordon if he doesn't score. I know, and just think about it. Three weeks ago, he was one of the top running backs for week to week. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess the only receiver really to mention here is Keenan Allen after his huge performance last week. Uh, you know, you're going to expect five to eight receptions from Keenan Allen this game possible 100 yards I don't think that's too crazy um, I don't know I mean we just had Travis Benjamin what two weeks three weeks ago right I mean he was the target monster that week right right so I, yeah I, man this this is one of those uh eight-headed monsters I just yeah I hear you I hear you I agree so on the Cowboys side, Dak Prescott, we know that he let down a lot of people. I think he scored negative points in a few leagues, depending on your quarterback <laughs> um, scoring. So that kind of sucks, but I do think he bounces back nicely. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 250 yards and two touchdowns out of this game. And his normal, I don't know, 30 yards rushing is, is completely uh, possible here. I'm not buying into any Rod Smith hype yet. I don't know who is still, but it's Alfred Morris. It's going to get the bulk of the carries, eighty to one hundred yards. Is it is it too bold to say that I think he's going to get one hundred yards against the Chargers? Who Alfred Morris? Yeah, uh, I don't think it's too bold, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. After seeing the Cowboys play the past two weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just another rough day. As a matter of fact, I'm actually dropping Rod Smith this week and like one or two leagues and I'm I think I'm targeting like Damian which I couldn't believe he's still there is like Damian Williams or uh Austin Eckler uh, or right. uh, the kid from um Philadelphia Clement Clement yep Clement Uh well I do want to mention that the the Chargers have one of the worst uh defenses against fantasy running backs as well so 
It could shape nice for Morris. If you have him, I think you could start him as a solid RB2. I, I would start him with confidence as an RB2. Like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of be bold here and say he can get 100 yards and a touchdown this game. Yeah, and I, I'm, I, I can, I'm okay I can, with that. I can see it. I can I can definitely see it. Or it could be Dak Prescott running it in. Sure, sure. Uh, Des Bryant. Uh, what do I think about Des Bryant? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. I really don't yeah. know. I'm... No, dude, you're right. Because, I mean, it's just been a rough year. I mean, honestly, hey, just, just fill in some space for me for a second, and I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Look, Des Bryant is going to be a consistent 60-yard receiver, which sucks because a lot of us thought he was going to be that elite talent, which he hasn't really been yet. If he can get us 70 yards and a touchdown, I'll be happy. It's possible. It's possible here. I think with Alfred Morris having a strong run game, it'll open things up a little bit more for Dak Prescott. So if Alfred Morris can get 100 yards and a touchdown, I'm confident that Des Bryant can get the 70 and a touchdown this game. So, Dale, last week... Des had 14 targets, and he would only got you, if you were standard scoring, he got you six points, and obviously if you were PPR, he got you 14 points. The week before that, he got, he had eight targets. I mean, and the week before that, he got you 11 targets. The problem is he's not doing anything with them. I mean, 63 yards, 39 yards, 73 yards. I mean, with that type of production, you can't rely on to go into the playoffs with that week in and week out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually thinking about taking a flyer on either Cole Beasley or Terrence Williams this week. Not it, that's not crazy. That I don't think that's crazy. I mean, if you're gonna take a flyer, and especially if if you're playing DFS and you can get them cheap enough, I I think they can be. I mean, the Chargers can be passed on. So, uh, Des Des for the rest of the season for me is st- he's still a top. You know, he's still a wide receiver too. That's not even a question. I would still take him ahead of guys like Marvin Jones, Robbie Robbie Anderson. Uh, I would take him ahead of Stephon Diggs, I think. But that's about the line that I'm at. Uh, I'd take him ahead of De- uh, Devin Funches. Take him ahead of Amari Cooper. Really? Ahead of Devin Funches? I think I would, yeah. No, it depends on this week. I'll see how he does with Olsen coming back, but... Yeah, I would say after this weekend, if Diggs doesn't get the targets back and Olsen doesn't steal all the targets from Funches, I can I can see it. But sure. if uh, you know what, if Funches because you know it because stays the target guy for yeah for Carolina, then yeah, no, I hear you. And I mean, I'll talk about this in a little bit. But Funches has a great fantasy playoff schedule uh, coming up weeks fourteen through sixteen as. Des isn't that great. He has a good week 15 matchup and week 14 and 15 matchup, but week 16 he plays against Seattle. Well, Seattle's a little banged up, so we'll see how good that defense is going down the stretch. Dude, but. Atlanta. Just look what Atlanta did to Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so the last game on Thursday is going to be the New York football Giants and the Washington Redskins. I'm going to talk about the Redskins first because – I think I'm kind of falling in love with Kirk Cousins. I don't know if it's just because he's been playing well the last couple games. 290 yards, three touchdowns is what I project. Kirk Cousins, I really like him. Samaje Pirine, I think he plays very well this game too. I wouldn't doubt if he had 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, oh, and then I guess we got to kind of talk about, you know, we, we 
last episode we talked what happens with the wide receivers now that Chris Thompson is out. Jamison Crowder or Josh Doxson, one of the two are going to see a real benefit in the uptick in targets. Do you have an opinion either way here, Austin? I don't know. It's, you know, it's like in most of the teams. Give me a second. Uh Uh-oh. I think think Austin just passed out or something. No, it's that stupid cough. No, I don't know what I'm going to, what to feel about. I'm going after Crowder this week. I can see Doxson and Grant still having some sort of, uh, I don't know, use. But what do you think about Jeremy Sprinkle getting that that touchdown this weekend? Uh, I like his name. That's about it. But Cousins is going to get paid, though. I'm telling you what. Either someone's going to pick him up and pay him, yes. or Washington is going to pay him. Yes, absolutely. So it's my my big decision going into this, and my rankings are going to have to reflect either Crowder or Doxson. I think I'm going to have Crowder ranked ahead of Doxson here, but not by much, just because I'm nervous. I I think there's a chance. I don't know. I I'm being a really bad uh, football analyst here, not really picking a side. I'm going to go with Crowder. I'm just going to say Crowder. I'm going to I'm going to rank Crowder ahead of Doxson. Just based off the target share alone, I think. Doc, well, it's still, it's, I think, yeah. it's still early. I it mean, okay. you figure we got what a day or two to do a little more homework, but you figure what he get? Uh, he got eight targets, eleven targets, thirteen targets. Yeah. So Crowder, you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I can see why you would go out, and then he got seventy-two yards, seventy-six, and one hundred twenty-three yards. I mean, he. He's a he's a leading he's a leading receiver on the team. Second was Chris Thompson. So does does Crowder get it or does Josh Doxson get it? I, the team really likes Doxson. I just think Crowder is going to steal it just because I think Kirk Cousins has a better rapport with Crowder. Likes to pass it to him. Likes to pass his routes. So we'll see what happens there. On the Giants, well, don't forget about Vernon Davis though. Sure, Vernon Davis. I actually last week I had Vernon Davis ranked exactly where he finished. I'm pretty proud of that. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I like Vernon Davis as a solid tight end as well. As long as Reed stays out, Vernon he, Davis he didn't practice today. So right. Vernon Davis is a top 12 tight end. No, no doubt about it. As long as Kirk Cousins is healthy and, uh, Jordan Reed is not. On the so where do you see yourself putting P Ryan then this week? Uh, P Ryan should, we talked about this in the waiver episode that he should have been picked up no matter how much fab budget you had. Uh, spend 98% of it. I believe in that, and I believe that you have to start him this game against the Giants. I think it's very possible that he can get 80 yards and a touchdown this game. So are you putting him top 10 this week? That would probably put him in top 12, yeah. Top 12? Okay. Yeah. Because I don't see it. Why not? Uh, I just uh, My concern with, with Cousins and then with him with them losing as many individuals as they have this week, or, you know, Clearly, they're, they've lost so many that I think it's more of a run-for-your-life type situation where Cousins is just going to keep throwing it and throwing it, and he's going to rely on Crowder and Doxon, and I would not be surprised if we get a little sprinkle this week. All right. Last game, I mean, Week 11, Perrine, Perrine, whatever you want to call him, had over five yards to carry. I think he's going to be one of these running backs that needs a volume to uh, – you know, to get up there. I know earlier in the season he didn't do so well. He had almost the same amount of carries in week two and only had three yards of carry. So I get it. 
but I think maybe the last five, you know, last 10 weeks have done him good. And uh, he's learned a lot, and maybe he is the running back they all hoped he would be. And uh, and they really can kick Kelly to the curb now. Yeah, so the Giants actually have one of the worst uh, run defenses for fantasy running backs. So it's good news for Pirine. Uh, I would start him with confidence as an RB2. Like I said, 80 yards and touchdown is not far from reality. Going to the Giants' side, Eli Manning's a mess. I have almost no confidence in him as a fantasy quarterback. You're looking at maybe 200 to 225 yards passing, a touchdown, maybe two if you're lucky. I would, I'm would. i going to say he's going to get only one touchdown this game. Orleans Darqua, I think, is going to be the only real startable New York Giant this game. 80 yards and a touchdown, similar to Perrine's numbers. I don't think that's far from, uh, from happening there for Orleans Darqua. I'm not a big believer in Sterling Shepard. He's going to get the bulk of the uh, the bulk of the targets. Evan Ingram still has, uh, you know, he has his mouth to feed, or however, you, however you say that, whatever that um, saying is. Evan Ingram has to get back on track after uh, one reception, nine yard performance last week. So it's going to be between Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. What happens Look, if, if you have Sterling? What happens if Shepard doesn't play? Yeah, I think that just bumps up Evan Ingram. Yeah. I don't think that does anything for Roger Lewis or Tavares King or any of those guys. I think it's all Evan Ingram. Yeah, when I just saw the news today, I was a little concerned. I was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, if yeah, I mean, keep an eye on Sterling Shepard. If you have him, you're not really playing him as a wide receiver, too. Probably not. I hope you have other options. There's not very there's There's a lot of people that I'm going to start ahead of, ahead of uh, Sterling Shepard this week. I mean, Stephon Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, Juju Smith-Schuster, all those guys I'm starting ahead of Shepard. I'll start Crabtree ahead of Shepard. Hey, the great thing about this week, all 32 teams are playing. Nice. That's a, that's a good note. Uh, so my predictions here. Uh, Minnesota and the Lions. I'd say uh, Minnesota wins 24-21. to I'm going to say the Cowboys and Chargers. Cowboys win. Cowboys will win 17-7. to In the New York Giants and Washington Redskins, I'm saying the Washington Redskins are going to win 35-17. to Wow. The only one I disagree with is uh, Chargers-Cowboys. I think the Chargers are going to beat the Cowboys. You think so, huh? Yeah, I do. I mean, the char- the Cowboys defense is hurting. I get it. I'm I'm not scared of Phillip Rivers. I'm really not scared of the run game there. I don't think the Cowboys will be either. I think Alfred Morris is going to control the ball and control the game and control the field for the Cowboys and uh, open it up for Dak Prescott to do his thing. So. I don't know, man. I'm worried about the morale there down there in Dallas. So, Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Jones is fucking things up, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's um. <laughs> so before we go uh, I do want to just mention a couple quick guys and Austin you can interrupt me or chime in whenever you want but I just have a couple guys to talk about here going into the fantasy playoffs looking at their schedules there's a few guys that I really really like um, if you can get them I wouldn't say overpay for them but I think they have a good enough schedule where you can really feel confident in owning these guys the Philadelphia running backs in particular Jay Ajayi J.J. to me is still a top 24 running back the rest of the season. Clement and Blunt, 
they're worth owning. Well, Clement is at least. I don't think Blunt is, even though he got a shitload of carries. JGI is going to be the running back to own coming into the playoffs, and he has a great schedule going into it, week 14, 15, and 16, uh, playing the Rams, the Giants, and Oakland. After that, uh, we have DeMarco Murray. Uh, he is also a confident RB2 going into the playoffs, playing San Francisco, which is the shittiest run defense uh, in fantasy football, and then playing the Rams, who's almost last and, and run defense. So that's a good schedule there. Lamar Miller, we were scared of Foreman before Foreman got injured. Foreman's out. Lamar Miller is that much better going against San Francisco and Jacksonville weeks 14 and 15. Some of the wide receivers, I'm going to go through this hey, wide let's receiver go back to list. Miller real quick. Yeah, sure. What's up? So let's talk about since you, yesterday on the pod, you talked about Andre Ellington. So what are your thoughts now? No. Nah, no? Nothing. You don't want to talk about it? Nah. I mean, Andre Ellington is a, a body that they're going to have on the roster. I don't I don't see him taking up any of uh, Lamar Miller's time here. If if anything, a couple of receptions that Lamar Miller would normally get, maybe uh, Lamar Miller is going to be the workhorse here, just like he was. I mean, look, uh, Devont, uh, Deontay Foreman wasn't dominating in snaps. I mean, his snap count was pretty low, if I remember. It was probably in the 30% range. It doesn't bother me. Well, and he did that, that to that, himself, though. But you know, he wanted sure. more snaps, and he was causing trouble and causing problems sure, for sure. the team. So, right, right, right. And now look at him. Yeah, look at him now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not worried about Ellington at all. I think Lamar Miller will be just fine going into the playoffs. The wide receivers, oh, both Oakland wide receivers, Cooper and Crabtree, um, have great schedules. I prefer Crabtree over Cooper. We already mentioned David Funches has a great schedule, 14 through 16. The Miami Dolphins wide receivers, and we mentioned this before, if Matt Moore is playing and Jay Cutler is definitely out, I'm saying Kenny Stills could be very valuable. Uh, if not, Landry is the guy to own going into the playoffs. Keenan Allen has a great schedule, week 15 going against Kansas City, and then the New York Jets right after that in week 16. So that's a good schedule. We talked about Jack Doyle, guys. Um, Jack Doyle is probably going to be a finish the season as a top eight tight end as somebody that streams tight ends you might be able to grab him if he's available trade for him for cheap if you can maybe he's going to finish he's going to finish as a top eight tight end for the rest of the year and then of course tyrod taylor we we don't really need to talk about him if he plays they're not they're saying that they're still evaluating the quarterback situation they haven't even named tyrod taylor starter yet but we know he will be and when he is he has a great schedule as well. We've been talking about that for weeks. If you're streaming, you can pick up Tyrod and uh, and just keep him for the rest of the season. Now, I did mention that there were some guys that had the potential to bust in the playoffs. My list of the busts in the playoffs, I am worried about Cameron Brait, Julio Jones, Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, T.Y. Hilton, and Greg Olson. All those guys have pretty tough matchups and can get at least one or two bust games in the playoffs. I'm not saying go ahead and trade away Le'Veon Bell. I am saying that is very possible that Le'Veon Bell could bust week 15 against New England or even more likely week 16 against Houston. So there's nothing you can do about it. I'm just letting you know, be prepared. 
Why did you say Ingram? Uh, Mark Ingram plays uh, Atlanta twice in weeks 14 and 16. And Atlanta has played uh, the running back fairly well. Uh, it just has me a little nervous, that's all. No, no, no. I think with the, the dual running back situation, I think that will open up a lot more. It could. It could. Definitely. And, I mean, look, the, the Saints offense is playing great right now, and you you kind of have to adjust your rankings off that. I'm just a little nervous, and I think he could bust. It, Atlanta plays him twice. There's a possibility that he'll have a bad game either 14 or week 16. That's all. All right. Man, uh, this was a action-packed, um, busy, really busy episode. We're not done I feel yet. Like we talked a lot, and I'm glad Austin is here to... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm glad Austin is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's answer some questions. Austin, give me a question from the Facebook private group. All right, from Carl. What's the expectation with Woods and his matchups coming up is he viable? But Woods is out for like the next couple of weeks. And yes. They, so, okay, so that's a great question. Do you like the rookie cup or do you like Sammy? I, I'm, I've been a big believer of Cooper Cup from pre-draft. So I'm going to go with Cup over Sammy Watkins. And, of course, you know, Robert Woods, his his outlook isn't looking very good at all. Robert Woods is going to miss some time, quote-unquote, some time. So... Yeah, it just says weeks. Yeah, yeah. And then so. he asked, um, what do you think of the Rams' defense now that they're missing a few cornerbacks? I'm not really too worried about the Rams' defense. Uh, I think Rams' defense is still going to be a top 10 defense. If if you're streaming and you have the Rams, I'm okay. Uh, rest of the season, they're definitely still a top 10 defense that you can start with confidence. Is Green Bay going to be the Browns' only win? Uh, probably what is, uh, what's, let, let me, let me look at Green Bay's uh, remaining schedule. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Browns remaining schedule, but, uh, I would not doubt if Cleveland does not get another win. Let's see. Cleveland has Cincinnati, the Chargers, Green Bay, Baltimore, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. Uh, very good chance they will not win another game. So, all right. I'd, so I'd give it, one. I'll give it a, uh, 6.5% chance that they're going to win another game. So number one draft pick. There you go. All right, all uh, right. What other? What else you got? Um, what is your favorite dinner dessert for Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, my favorite dessert is definitely uh, the pumpkin pie with a little right. bit of whipped cream. Yep. That's the way. Same that's, here. Same here. That's the only. You know, I like all the pies to be honest, because I'm uh I'm a fat ass and I eat a lot, but um the apple pie is really good. Okay. Um. Okay. Here it goes. Ranking pies. Here's a list of mine. Here's a list that's in. <laughs> we need to do this on the uh, Facebook. <laughs> uh, we're going pumpkin number one, apple number two. That's easy. One, two, pumpkin, apple. Number three, I like to switch it up a little bit. Lately, I I haven't grown up this way, but lately I've been liking the uh, the pecan pie. Or no, what is it called? The pecan. Is that what it's called? Pecan pie? Pecan, pecan. It's like really sweet and it's brown. Same old, same old. Just, hey, shove it in. Yeah. Anyways, it's like pecans and really sweet stuff like that. Uh, the surprise here is a chocolate pie. I don't know if this is a thing. My wife grew up with it. It's basically like pudding in a pie crust. It's delicious. So that's number four. Number five. Uh, number five. 
is there a fifth pie that I even like? Maybe I'll just do top four because I don't think there's a no. Well, I think this list is only good enough for top four uh, top four pies of all time. So my so, there you go. so my favorite dessert is uh it would be of course whiskey would be top, and then the second one would be uh probably a gin, and then the third would probably be some <laughs> rum. So sure, there you go. <laughs> um, I think we talked enough about cousins. Um, golf, you got any, uh you got anything you want to talk about golf this week? Um, no, I don't have any. Uh, let me let me. Uh, I can look up my notes because I did write some notes on quarterbacks and see what I have on golf. Uh, no, I mean golf. Uh, we said this. We said this before. I mean, golf could be a top twelve quarterback the rest of the season if you stream them. You're okay, I guess. But you know, he has New Orleans, and then in the playoffs, he plays Seattle week fifteen. Uh, I think we know that Goff is a 250 to 300 yard quarterback with a couple touchdowns in him and a potential bust. So, I mean, a t- prototypical streamer for the year is is Jared Goff. And then uh, the last question is, what's your thoughts on Kevin Benjamin? Does he even start? And then is he even, um, do you even trust him? Uh. I do. I think him and Tyrod Taylor will be just fine if if they get some good playing time and good practice time together. I've I've always liked Kelvin Benjamin. I know that he came into season a little bit heavy, um, but I think I think you I think you play well. I'm uh, where do I? You want to know where I have him ranked the rest of the season, maybe, or where I have him next few games? Oh uh, yeah, the next few games because, like I said, I'm just worried about that knee because you know. If he's probably gonna sit out probably this game and probably come in like next week or two. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. I would say just because Tyrod Taylor doesn't pass it a ton, that hurts Kelvin Benjamin's value. Obviously, I think he can still be a top thirty-six wide receiver. Yeah, I, I was surprised when I saw that stat when uh, Kelvin Benjamin went over there. How low? That uh, Tyrod Taylor actually throws to wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, Tyrod Taylor is just super careful with the ball. Doesn't throw it a ton. I mean, we talked about this before. Tyrod Taylor will throw for 200 yards. If it means, you know, that they could control the ball and, uh, you know, th- him throw for 200 yards and get a touchdown on the ground and a touchdown in the air, that's completely fine. And I think the uh, the Bills are happy with that stat line. So, uh, and that doesn't favor. And that that's, that's one main reason. I really like Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback for fantasy playoffs. I don't really like his wide receivers for the fantasy playoffs. And usually you like both of them. You know, if you like the quarterback, you're going to like his number one target. But I don't, I don't think there's a, there's, he just doesn't throw it enough to have a valuable wide receiver on his team. So do you don't, you don't like clay now? No, I actually, I don't see. So I'm i uh, I'm actually dropping break for clay. So you don't like that. I mean, I think clay has a better schedule, obviously, and you're playing towards that. I'm not crazy about Brate the rest of the season. Oh man, Brate. Uh, yeah, OJ Howard. I, I think I think that's fine. I think I mean Clay for Brate is okay, but yeah, that's just so I can limp into the playoffs to lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you at least you have the opportunity. I mean, even for Clay, you know the he's playing Indiana and Miami week fourteen and fifteen. So you're fine as far as tight ends and streamers go. You're fine. It's it's enough. It's enough for the position. You're not asking for a lot. You're hoping for you know you're hoping for thirty yards and a touchdown. You're going to be happy with that. 
<laughs> I mean, that's what you get out of a streaming tight end. And that's it. He and he was money back in back in the day, and sad thing back in the day was only like six weeks ago. Yep. Hey, two things I want to tell our listeners before we go, Austin. One, we are doing a ton of drafts on the Draft app. Don't forget, go on there, use a the promo code Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, play us. When you do it, you get three dollars free. So, bam, why not, right? And then on top of that, you get to play us, and we're giving away some cool shit. Uh, I think Brito has some shirts and stuff like that we're going to give out. Uh, we haven't really figured it out, so we're making promises before we really know, but the good thing is you know we're good for it, and uh, we'll send you something. Uh, I, th- I think maybe like random, if you beat myself or Brito this weekend, uh, you get entered in to win something cool, okay? The with second thing I want to talk cool. about, yeah, <laughs> when, we when don't really know. that yet. came out of your ear? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe an autographed headshot. I don't know. That oh, sounds cool. You, oh, that would be nice. <laughs> you guys can hang that up in your office. How about that? Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, also, guys, we are proud partners of Optima Fantasy Sports and OptimaFantasySports.com. They are the – they basically use an algorithm that uh, used with real-life professional teams in the NBA, NFL, and MLB – Kind of like how Moneyball did it, you know, like looking at those algorithms and figuring out which players work best where, what, you know, what scheme the coaches work in with the players. They figured all that stuff out on the professional level. And now they've taken it over to fantasy football, which is really cool. So they're using similar algorithms, of course, you know, adapted it for the game, but they're using it now for projections on fantasy. And they have beaten the the top guys in the industry um, week to week this year. So if you guys are interested, go to OptimaFantasySports.com. You can use promo code SLEEP in all caps, and uh, you get some money off on a subscription. I think they do like a month or a year subscription. You can pick either or. Uh, it's definitely worth a try because, and they're like I said, I've been watching their projections week to week, and they've been pretty spot on. I mean, obviously nobody can predict exactly, right? But they're they're getting pretty close every week. So I use uh, it, so... Yeah, I'm. I'm. We we are seriously proud partners of theirs, and uh, we couldn't be happier with the product they put out. So check them out; it's worth it. And uh, Austin, I think that wraps up a fun-filled, super busy episode. I think this is the most I've ever talked in a 45-minute span. <laughs> um, but it's been fun, and I really like doing it, and I really like providing value to our listeners. So everybody listening, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate. Every single one of your downloads and likes and retweets and all that stuff, it means a lot to us. I just want to say that. I get sappy too much. Brito doesn't let me, but now, now that he's not here, I can do it all I want. So, again, thanks for listening. Uh, we probably will not be available. I don't know if we're going to do a Friday show or not. i got to talk Armando or Christian into doing a Friday show. If so, maybe we'll do it, and we'll definitely let you guys know via Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. Hey, you know, Dale, you know what you guys should do? What? You should do an online Facebook one for those last, what are we at? We're at 189. So yep. those last, do a Friday real fast, get your the rest of your weekend set up in a little DFS. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How many people do we have in our uh, Eat Nation private group right now, Austin? I think it's around, let's see, uh, we are at, I don't know, I can't even tell. I We're it. like at 150 or Oh, something. here it is. Nine? Yeah, there it is. Oh, I'm sorry. It says 934 liked. No, <clears> yeah, <throat> it's just... Anyways, yeah, I think it's like around 150. So we're going to allow 50 more people into this private group. Like I said, it's it's a pretty cool group. Get uh, Talk to everybody um, in Eat Nation. 
Eat Nation private group again on Facebook. 182 members right now. Okay, so we're letting in 18 more before we cap it, at least for a little bit. We're not going to cap it forever, but at least for a little bit, we're going to cap it and see where the see where it takes us. So, again, everybody, thanks for listening. My name is Dale. Thank you to Austin, our executive producer of content, for joining me today. Uh, you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Have a safe Thanksgiving. Hope if you're traveling, uh, have safe travels, and we will see you later. Hey, drink as much as you can. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy.